Okay, so the next section that uh, we have over here, after we talk about uh, loans, as we did briefly last time, so the next thing is, uh, I have to touch upon is ribis. And the Chavaz Das, uh, one of the great uh, poskim, in the, certainly in, the, in your Adaya sections, uh, Ribis, which is included, so he wrote in his Tzava to his children that uh, before you ever enter into business, you have to make sure that you learn very, very well the halachas of halvos, the halachas of laws, but he said it's with a special, a special focus and attention on the halachas of Ribis, because it's very easy for a person to sort of just look away or not be aware of all of the details of the loan in what the, uh, the terms of that loan happen to be, or you could sell somebody merchandise on credit and then they end up paying more because they bought it on credit rather than paying up front. And therefore, there's many circumstances where one could easily violate the, uh, the Isra of Ribas. And as we'll see in a moment, there's something which is uh, considered to be one of the more severe Averas of the, of the Torah. Okay, so let's do some halachas and then we'll see exactly how severe it is. So he writes, Asa Lilvos Chavero So prohibition of a ribis in its most simplistic terms is it's prohibited for me to borrow from you to pay you more than you gave me initially. And it doesn't make a difference whether or not I borrowed a hundred and I pay you back one ten. Oh I borrowed a hundred and then I pay you back a hundred, but I clean your car for Pesach. So that would also be ribis, because I'm giving you more than you gave me. Now, now, if there was a stipulation for ribis at the time that I issued the loan in the first place, so then that is a violation of the Torah prohibition of ribis. And what that means is, is that if I, even if I paid you the ribis, you're obligated to return it to me. And in the event that we didn't stipulate that you're going to pay me back more, or I'm going to pay you back more, but at the end of the term of the loan, I have such appreciation that you loaned me the money that I just decide I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to send you a, a, a tubishvat basket, which I wouldn't have done otherwise, but in consideration of the loan, I went ahead and did so. So that is going to be, even if, after, even if when I pay back the loan, I say the additional amount is not ribis, it's a gift. Don't consider it to be rivets, just to consider it to be a gift. Also the cablo. So the lender is not allowed to receive it. And that will be a violation of ribis durabanan on a rabbinic level, being that we didn't stipulate at the very, at the very outset. So as I mentioned, that uh, ribis is considered to be amongst the more severe averas. The note of Yehuda writes in one of his, uh, his drashos, he says, Avon he says this particular sin of charging ribis is more severe than the other averas of the Torah. Because by other averas, even if there's going to be some sort of punishment, but once a person receives his punishment after 120, whatever they have to go through for that punishment after that, that, uh, that term, so the person will merit olam haba. But umalve beribis, somebody who loans money with ribis, lo yizke liros benoam Hashem, that person will never merit to see the sweetness of Hashem. Shay own show sheeno kam betchias amesim, because the punishment for ribis is a person will not experience resurrection. So that's something which is pretty weighty that it's considered to be so bad, and he makes reference to Atosos. And then he brings down over here a story involving Rabbi Kivager, that there was a, uh, a, a wealthy person who made his living loaning money uh, for, with, uh, with ribis to Jews in town, and he passed away. And the Hever Kedisha said, you know what, we're not going to go ahead and bury this, uh, this person unless the family gives us 
$20,000, whatever, you know, some exorbitant amount of money. And the family was outraged that they're charging, the, they're charging them $20,000. Everybody else, it only costs $1,000. Why are you going ahead and hiking up the price just because we have that much money? What? That's not fair. And they were furious about it. And they went, apparently, to whatever the uh, government official, the non-Jewish government official, to go ahead and file a formal complaint that they are being ripped off by the, uh, the local Hever Kedisha, and they're doing something price-gouging as far as the, uh, the burial is concerned. And Rabbi Kivager, who is the head, the, the chief rabbi of the town, so he got called into, into court to go ahead and explain what was going on. And he explained as follows. He said, This is why he's Rabbi Kivager and we're not. He says, He shalano isa, one of the many reasons. But he says, In our Talmud, it's brought down, Somebody who loans money with ribis does not experience resurrection. This, the deceased, he made his living, he made his fortune off of ribis. Because of that, he was very wealthy. Now, when a regular person dies, so he speaks a little Lashon Har over here, has a double bacon cheeseburger or something over there, whatever Averis he happens to do along the way. So we take only a small amount of money for the burial, only $1,000. Because we're anticipating that will come soon, they'll be resurrected, and he won't need the grave anymore. And that way, the land will be returned to us. So it's really a short-term lease. We expect that when a normal person gets buried, it's going to be a short-term lease. For a short-term lease, we only charge $1,000. Just in the interim, while they're waiting until the so they don't want to be in stolen land, so we pay the small rental fee, just a, a token fee. But Lokain each that. But this fella, that's not going to be the case. He's not going to arise in, at the time of resurrection. And therefore, the grave which he's buying, this is a purchase. It's not a rental. It's a purchase. And therefore, if he actually wants to buy that land long term, that's going to cost much more money. That costs $20,000, not the $1,000 which we charge for that, uh, that rental. And therefore, for that fee, for us to actually sell him a little piece of the land in the, uh, in the, in the cemetery, in the local cemetery, that'll cost $20,000. And the judge smiled. He liked, the, he liked that response. And he said, yes, the family, if they want to bury him in the cemetery, they've got to pay the full $20,000, and they can't pay the standard of everybody else's $1,000. But that's illustrative of how severe and how weighty the Isser of uh, violating this Isser of Ribbis happens to be, and therefore how sensitive one needs to be in their business dealings to make sure that they don't inadvertently violate that Isser.